On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, the best of the best battle it out in Oak Tokes at Baseball Canada's Women's Invitationals. Welcome to episode 46 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. What a couple of weeks it's been in Okotoks as the top female baseball players in this country converged on our province for the annual Baseball Canada Women's Invitational Championships. Mother Nature had a change-up, as well as a curveball and a few other pitches in her arsenal with a whole mixed bag of weather. There was no shortage of great baseball between July 4th and the 8th, and in the end, it was Ontario taking the title with a 6-2 win over Quebec. In the bronze medal match, Alberta came away with a 7-6 victory over BC, and that one came down to the bottom of the 7th when McKinley callback was hit by a pitch with the bases loaded to push in the winning run. It was Alberta's second straight bronze medal performance. Ontario's Emma Carr was named the tournament's top hitter during the closing ceremonies, while a couple of Albertans picked up other awards. Ellie Jesperson, who we had on episode 41 of the podcast, picked up top defensive player honors, while Redcliffe's Caitlin Ross was named the top catcher. That set the stage for Baseball Canada's selection camp for the women's national team. Eight Albertans, including Jesperson and Ross, were invited. On Friday, the final roster was unveiled, with 20 athletes chosen to represent our country at the Women's Baseball World Cup qualifier in Mexico next month. Five Albertans were chosen, including Ellie and Carrie Jesperson, Kelsey Laller, Madison Willen, and Caitlin Ross. Our own Ian Wilson sat down with the 18-year-old Ross to talk about being a multi-sport athlete, her future in baseball, and the sports around the Medicine Hat area. Why don't we start with your start in baseball? Where did that uh, come from? How did you come to the sport? Um, so basically when I was younger, I would always go to my brother's games and I'd watch their games. I'd pick up from there, pick them up, pick up things from them at those games. And then I started playing t-ball like when I was, I don't know really young I wouldn't even know what what age but and you play you're a multi-sport athlete right Mm -hmm. you play hockey as well Mm -hmm. do you have a preference of sport and uh Um, (laughs) I think it depends on the time of year but if I had to pick a favorite it'd probably be baseball yeah yeah. do you find yourself in a spot where you have to choose between sports at this age because it kind of things kind of ramp up um especially when it comes to university you have to like pick what sport you want to do because it's hard to balance like both sports and plus school so you you have to kind of pick a sport so like I had to pick hockey but obviously I'm going to keep doing ball throughout the summer and stuff when I can yeah and not give up on that I kind of hate asking this question but I feel like we always have to uh just about the state of the the women's game um just because I wish there wasn't necessarily that delineation between Mm -hmm. between the males and the females but where do you think that the state of the game is at for for female baseball players um I definitely think the word's getting out there and there's more female players starting to play at younger ages and like it's becoming more open and I think that like with the world cup it's like people are really starting to see how good women can be and hopefully one day like they'll implement it in the, the olympics or something or something like on a on a bigger scale but I think it is definitely growing like, yeah the world word is getting out talk about your experience growing up was there um 
plenty of places and opportunities for you to play baseball at a high level or a high enough level for, for your development? Yeah, there always was, but it was always with boys. It was mm-hmm. never with girls. But there's definitely opportunities. Like, because I, multiple times, like, I've played on a boys team and we've gone to provincials and, like, been close to, or nationals, I guess, and gone close to winning and mm-hmm. going to, like, uh, World Series. But mm-hmm. there's always been options. Tell me about that experience playing playing with the guys. It used to be, you know, if young girls were playing on boys teams like decades ago that would be a big story but it seems like that's less and less the case which is a good thing but how just in terms of practically being in that setting were you welcomed uh, in those teams and what was that dynamic like um yeah like it's always been welcoming and it's always good because boys are stronger like faster like it's just that's just how it is so it's always good you get the the reps at like the higher speed like more intense the higher caliber like girls can be up there too but like the guys you just like you get the higher reps that you wouldn't get with the the girls Mm -hmm. but it's always been welcoming it's always been good boys enjoyed it but if i could play girls i would yeah tell me about this tournament that you're at now you're it's a bit of an interesting one because you're representing alberta you Mm -hmm. want to win the the tournament but Mm -hmm. there's a bigger picture at play here right a lot of the 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 women you're playing against will be teammates, hopefully, hopefully. uh, in a national setting, right? Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. You want to compete and win, but you also... You want to compete and put yourself out there so you can get selected to the camp afterwards for the national team and get selected to the national team. So it, there's like there's more to it than people may see. Like it's not just a tournament; it's for like a higher level, higher team. Like mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Alberta in within the national team has a pretty strong core mm-hmm. of players. You're at the two eight, uh, 2018 uh, World uh, World Championships. Tell me about Alberta's presence on the national team, and, and you've got some familiar faces there, right? Yeah, definitely. Over the years, like Alberta's definitely becoming like a stronger face on that team, and I think that like the Alberta girls do put a good like impact on that team. And what about so? What are the next steps for you after this tournament? Uh, how do you kind of stay connected to baseball and stay in the game? And, and um, what happens after this? Uh, well, I play on a boys' team, the Medicine Hat, so mm-hmm. that'll keep throughout the summer, and then hopefully in August with the national team, that too. But then during the year for university, it's kind of just like mainly hockey. But I'll pick, try to pick it back up again when that's finished. I'm out of university, mm-hmm. and every summer I'm gonna keep playing ball for sure. How does hockey? Uh, help you on, on the diamond or does it at all <laughs> for sure definitely because I'm a goalie too so it's okay. like the same position uh, uh, like as a catcher mm-hmm. you keep everything in front of you the glove is a huge part like and just like knowing the game like, like you're like the quarterback kind of one for everything right yeah, yeah you're the only one facing facing out yeah. right so uh, and then do you prefer catching to playing shortstop because you play uh, short as well correct mm-hmm. for sure catching I know the I know the position better I'm more confident in it I've played there longer like I just like I know all like the little tricks whereas short it's kind of just get thrown out there sometimes but yeah. definitely catching last question longer term how do you see yourself uh, or where do you see yourself going within baseball and what do you hope to to get out of playing it uh, long term um i definitely hope to keep playing for the national team and not give that up and play till as long as my body lets me and yeah i really just want to keep playing the sport because i love it and i don't want to give it up ever yeah sorry one more i was just saying in terms of how does it work in terms of uh, scholarships uh, and things like that for you do you have to look at 
switching to softball, things like that, or, or um, what becomes a choice for you there? Yeah, it would, in the States, there is softball, and then there's boys baseball, but, like, the girls can't really play baseball with the boys, so, like, it would have to be a conversion to a softball there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I don't really like it. I, th- I think girls should have the opportunity to play baseball in university and not be forced to switch to softball or give up the game if they don't want to switch up softball. But. Yeah. Do you think the game is changing in that way? Do you think uh, at some point in the near future, hopefully, uh, the women will be able to get uh, baseball scholarships as well? Yeah, hopefully. I think so. Like, um, just the progress that we are making, like, we are taking steps forward. Like, like I said before, like, the word is getting out there that face, like girls can p- compete and play at a high level. Anytime a tournament is held, there are a ton of people behind the scenes doing all they can to make it go off without a hitch. It's a team effort with everyone from organizers and staff to volunteers and family taking part. Janice Willen checks a few of those boxes just on her own. Not only was she in Okotoks to watch her daughter Madison excel again, but she also served as Team Alberta's chef de mission. What's it like to wear all those different hats? Well, Ian found out while chatting with the proud parent. Why don't we just start with your role? Obviously, Madison plays on uh, on Team Alberta, but what's your role with the team for this tournament? Uh, just basically making sure that they're all doing all right. Um, I take care of the transportation, uh, food if necessary, first aid for sure, and uh, taking them to and from the games and just making sure that they're all right. One might describe it as herding cats, so, yeah. or that the... Uh, <laughs> no, actually, the girls are fantastic. Yeah. Coaches. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the herding part. Yeah, that's the um, you got to watch. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. The girls are actually pretty good. They're pretty self-sufficient, and when they need something, they come and talk to me, and, and we just figure it out and settle it up but they're really good they're all very independent and uh, I really don't have to do very much okay yeah, I don't we were talking before I started recording uh, about uh, you had done this in Montreal last year for the women's invitational so this isn't your first rodeo doing this no. uh, how much did that help you and prepare you for for this weekend uh, a lot for sure yeah. um, last year was a little bit trickier we had different accommodations uh, Navigating a new city is always unique, right? And especially mm-hmm. in a city that's not um, English as a first language. Mm-hmm. It was difficult, but it was really hot. It was a heat wave, and battling through some of the heat that we had was uh, sometimes tough, but we did okay. Yeah. yeah. Just making sure they're all all right and uh, getting out of the heat when you can, right? Yeah. And weather plays a big part of what we do out here. Absolutely. Um, so today wasn't too bad. Usually, like, our Alberta girls are used to this. Yeah. And um, I said, no, this is actually what we usually play in any way mm-hmm. and leading up to this uh, the midget girls team that I help with um, they had been playing in rain for the last like three weekends so mm-hmm. they're quite prepared to play in this <laughs> yeah so this is a little bit easier I see you Drew oh my god yeah <laughs> um, tell me a bit about uh, how did you come into the role that you're in now with the team was that something that you sought out a lot of parents want to be close to their their kids yeah, and this is no, one way of doing it was that no, part of it or not that's at all actually not at all it's funny well i'm a teacher okay so first of all i'm a teacher and i have a phys ed background and a math background so i started out doing this for hockey okay uh for my daughter's teams when she switched over to female hockey and they needed bench bench people so i did that and usually a lot not a lot of people have first aid okay. they have all those credentials that go with it right um and so uh when they were looking for someone in this position uh, they had asked me if I would, 
And I said, yeah, sure, I would. And um, it's always worked out for my daughter and I. I don't usually see her very much, okay. if you can believe it. She's very independent. She's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just say, are you okay? Yeah, fine, good. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, I would be here watching anyway. And yeah. I really know all these girls. I've watched them grow up and admired all the older ones, the veterans that I've just loved watching. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that they're all good. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how that sort of came about. So you have the credentials. You've done it before. You kind of a good organization person because you have to do it in my regular job so they like that right yeah I think the job was sold when the first year I went our um, our, on our way to Windsor our plane our uh, ticket we got cancelled okay. anyway on our way to Windsor and I went and found our Air Canada person and said uh, yeah you get us on a flight now we have a tournament and they got us a bus and got us there on time okay so I was like okay so Drew's like yeah you have this job yeah <laughs> So what what do you have to watch out for the most? You mentioned the coaches. Is there uh, is there anything that you're really that that kind of puts you on edge, or is it just not really? No, I mean I've been through this a lot yeah. through hockey, through baseball, tough times, tense times. Just making sure that everybody's trying to stay positive. Just being there if the coaches need anything too. They get stressed out as well. Right. It's tough. They're trying to learn about this game and grow as coaches, and just want to make sure that they're they have everything they need to do their job. And same with the players. Really, that's what you hear for just a support system and um, they're great coaches for these girls these females I don't think they realize it but they really try to put them in the best positions to showcase what they can do out here and ultimately that's what you want for a coach and he really does a good job of that so um, yeah just making sure like I said your support system for them when they need it and uh, realizing okay what do you need to move on or be positive stay stay focused on what the job is so yeah it's not easy as you know yeah yeah. It's an interesting dynamic as well because with this tournament, tournament specifically, uh, yes, Alberta, it's nice if you can win gold and things like that. But yeah. there's there's more at play here. The the girls are playing for a spot on the national team. Uh, so how do you kind of navigate those things where you're you want the team to do well, but you also everyone's got some individualistic goals as well. Ideas, absolutely. And um, it really comes down to this. We had this this chat last year mm-hmm. because it was a really big year. They were cutting Team Canada. They were heading to the World Cup. And you could really see the tension around with some of the players of wanting to make it, trying to maintain their positions of on Team Canada and how to achieve that. And, of course, you know Nicola Chansky, who is mm-hmm. our veteran forever, um, had a big talk with the girls and said, you know, the best thing that you can do is play well as a team. Mm-hmm. And when you play well as a team and you start winning, everybody's going to look at you no matter what. And I think that philosophy is really what you need to do. If you win and you start winning and buying into that, then everybody looks great. Mm-hmm. And then go from there, you right. know. Um, and I think that's really kind of what you have to do. And if you don't, then it does, yeah, it does become tricky. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, it's... it's Last year we really got lucky. Everybody really bought onto it and, and and really did that. And this year we're trying to stay focused with that too. Now that they have world qualifiers, they're going to cut another team again this year. Yeah. Just if you play well as a team, everybody gets looked at. And really, ultimately, that's you want, right? Uh, let's talk about Madison. Let's talk about your daughter okay. a little bit. Uh, Joe is, has interviewed her for for the podcast and, yes. and done stories on her. And uh, you mentioned her schedule, and I, I kind of laughed because she was like, "Yeah, I keep a schedule by my bedside she table," does. and she's everything so regimented that you come into it uh, obviously you have a role with the team but you also are a parent and uh, yeah. tell me about what you 
see in her because she's again another another one of the multi-sport athletes it seems like the whole team is comprised is. of that yes um what do you hope for her to to get out of baseball specifically but also a very successful hockey career to date uh well just trying to manage her life and to make sure that she's balancing it appropriately and not getting to a certain age and realizing that she's missed out on something uh-huh. or she feel like she has she hasn't uh-huh. done what she's really wanted to do and it is and it's a whiteboard up in her room where she really has to schedule it all and and when she's feeling overwhelmed how do you take stop and take a look at what you're doing uh-huh. make choices and um, sort of revamp it you know because she is she is growing up she's 18 uh-huh. years old and you are gonna decide different things at different parts of your life how are you gonna adjust to that so honestly we've been just trying to help her along with that so uh, she can get everything that she really wants to do in and we, honestly we've been very lucky she's mm-hmm. a great kid we haven't done a lot of parenting <laughs> this is really who she is she's always been this kid mm-hmm. so just trying to help her maintain who she is and, and giving her some direction is really what we've done yeah. um, but if she wasn't doing anything like this she'd still be moving so yeah. we actually um, she was playing golf up until about four years ago and we actually had to pull her from that because yeah. that was a lot yeah. that was actually too much so we made her choose but she just has always been on the move and, and loves sports and so we just mm-hmm. try to support that as much as possible but yeah her schedule is crazy I'm not gonna <laughs> lie and I don't know how she does it sometimes because I know my husband and I it's not something that we could have done as, as, at that mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. or mature enough to handle it and I yeah. don't think our generation was that anyway but um, she loves it and she just watching her with the girls here oh, the laughter and the giggles and yeah this is her fun time yeah right awesome. I really do think that um, hockey's a little bit more work for her mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just because she has to work a little bit harder she's a little smaller she's tough but she always has to work harder this just seems to be her happy place yeah yeah talk a little bit about you touched on it a bit but uh, the parental role in uh, in in guiding uh, your child uh, not, not a child anymore but no, but anymore, in guiding hey? Madison uh, through some of this these things because uh, it doesn't sound like you ever had to apply any pressure or, or push her one way or another in terms of doing something if anything yeah. it was kind of pulling, pulling back. back so how do you how do you counsel her through some of those things well, you know what? There would get a point to be where she would be, uh, you know, her emotions would start like getting frustrated, and you could see that she was trying to fit too much in. And we can, okay, stop. Like you need to think about this and mm-hmm. what direction you want to go. And setting goals, I think, is really important for her. Mm-hmm. And what do you really see yourself doing? And thinking about the big picture and getting her to slowly sort of think that because at that age group they don't. They just think of the now, now, now. Yeah. And I, okay, so what do you ultimately want from this? You know, and getting her to start thinking about that and then setting goals to reach that uh, is important um, and then once in a while like you know she, she's supposed to have a social life and yeah. there's there's a lot of things that go with that too and we try to have those moments as well um, as much as possible that when she has time off go and do something fun with yeah. friends and so she doesn't look back at it and just say you know this was that but you're right most of the time we're trying to pull her back from things and not getting her too involved in too much that's going around and mm-hmm. While she was had the opportunity to go to Florida just recently, mm-hmm. um, Hockey Canada had called and asked her to go to the gala that was being held in Edmonton because they were going to do this special presentation to her hockey team. Yeah. You know, because they won the three-peat. Right. And we could have flown her back for that so she could be a part of it, 
But we also have to say, okay, Maddie, if you really want to be a multi-sport athlete, this is baseball time. That was hockey. Right. It's done. I know it's a big honor, but this is what you have to honor now. This is mm-hmm. baseball. So just to get her to understand the boundaries for that, you know, um, baseball understands those boundaries. They've been absolutely great. Hockey has not. So they need yeah. to... <laughs> they're still trying to get on board with that, right? Yeah. They really want multi-sport athletes, but they're not. Um, they're, none of their guidelines support it. Mm-hmm. They still have all their tryouts and their off-season stuff um, on, on the off-season, yeah. which gives these girls no other chance, no other choice to play anything but hockey. But yeah. So we did it. We left her in Florida. She missed the Hockey Canada thing, and she's missed a couple things in St. Albert to celebrate their wins as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have to. You have to make those choices, and I think mm-hmm. it's getting closer to her to make some of those bigger ones coming up. Yeah. So, but uh, hopefully not in the near future. Her yeah. hockey coach this next year is totally on board with her playing ball, mm-hmm. which I'm so thankful for because we didn't have a lot of coaches that were. Um, so, and he's super happy that she is. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad for that, that she can keep doing this for a while. Last question for you and, and getting back to the, the chef to mission role. Uh, is that something that, uh, I'm not sure if you've done that at, at a national level. Is that something you have aspirations <laughs> for doing, uh, you know, into the future, uh, at other tournaments and big events? <laughs> I actually haven't thought about that. Um, Penny is the team Canada one and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for that level. Um, I actually haven't even thought about that. Yeah. No, I just am pretty happy yeah. with my little team Alberta <laughs> function here. Yeah, that's about it. Congratulations to everyone in Okotoks for putting on a great event, and congratulations to all of the athletes for putting on a show. Big thanks to both Caitlin and Janice for chatting with us, and to Ian as well for putting in the miles to capture these great conversations. As always, thanks to you for downloading and listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. If there's another app you'd like us to utilize, definitely let us know. We'll have another episode of the podcast ready to go later this week, so make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Until then, thanks again for all of your support of Alberta Dugout Stories.